Welcome to the Chicago Golf Report Podcast, brought to you by ChicagoGolfReport.com, covering everything golf in Chicago. Our guest this episode is Ron Cassidy, who is Director of Golf for the Glenview Park Golf Club and the Glenview Prairie Club. To learn more about Glenview Golf, visit GolfGlenview.com. Why don't we start by maybe if you could give an overview of what uh, Glenview Golf looks like. I know you have a couple different properties. Maybe you could explain uh, the courses and kind of what you oversee there. Sure, sure. So um, the Glenview Park Golf Club has been in the Park District family since 1955. Uh, The Park District uh, purchased the property um, back from the old Chesterfield Country Club when the residents that lived around the golf course uh, you know, it was going to go up to a real estate development. They were going to build homes on it, and the people who had lived around the area said, no, 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 we want it to remain a golf course and petitioned the golf course several years ago. And um, they purchased the property <laughs> 60 years ago for $550,000. Uh, since then, obviously, have done some improvements as the years have gone by. They did some. Uh, they did the original clubhouse improvement in 1963 and 64, and, and rebuilt and uh, had a new clubhouse in 1965. That was the first one. Uh, the renovations of the actual course, uh, in, in my knowledge, have been in '83, and now uh, now this current one in in 2014-2015. Since uh, so just a kind of a quick history, I believe there's a renovation in between '55 and '83, but I, I do not know when that was. And 1999 and 2000, when uh, the Glenview Naval Air Station closed down, uh, the village of Glenview annexed the 1,100-acre parcel of the old Glenview Naval Air Station and, and subdivided and did some master planning. And, and as part of that, the Park District purchased 39.3 acres, uh, and they developed the Glenview National Mine, which was a 2,000-yard uh, course uh, that was that was specifically designed for for beginners and seniors, um, which is well maintained at a at a level that you won't see at any other nine hole course uh, in the area. It's bent grass from tee to green, got a continuous cart path all the way around, um, and very unique agreement with Kepper Sports Management and the Glen Club across the street, in which their maintenance department actually maintains our facility to the same level as the Glen Club. So uh, the Glenview Park District is fortunate enough to have both a 9 and an 18-hole facility here in town, and uh, uh, pretty, pretty exciting to, to be able to oversee both of those facilities. So you mentioned the, uh, the Glenview uh, National 9, which I believe you've changed the name of it now? Yes, yes it is. So in 2012, the facility uh, was, was completely renovated with the uh, addition of paddle tennis. Uh, there was four paddle tennis courts that were built and a permanent clubhouse. When we began operating Columbia National 9 in 2001, we had a, uh, a temporary double-wide trailer that, you know, we, we said to the board, oh, three to five years we'll build something. Well, well, 10 years later, <laughs> we finally built a permanent clubhouse, and with that came the name change and the addition of the paddle tennis facility. So that's a very unique arrangement to have, like you said, Kemper Sports involved. Um, do you think that's the primary reason why uh, the conditioning on that course is so spectacular? I don't know that it's the primary reason. It, it's certainly, it's certainly, uh, it's a contributing factor that we we have such a unique agreement and that we have the the expertise of um, of a course. 
that that's maintained at a level that they can they can charge uh, what they do. It's uh, Kemper makes no bones about it that they're one of the highest priced uh, green fees for a daily fee course in the Chicagoland area. But it's it's also it's a beautiful course. So uh, I, I I would say we're fortunate enough to have the arrangement. Uh, the course, when it was built and designed, was always designed to be, you know, bent grass from tee to green and, and maintained at a standard uh, above any nine-hole facility in the area. So then what's the typical, what, what's kind of the audience that you receive for uh, the Glenview Prairie Club? What uh, do you see more of a kind of a more, like you said, it's a 2,000-yard course. It's a little bit smaller, but it's got very big greens. There's a, there's a lot of challenging holes on that course. What's the type of audience that it attracts? Typical audience is kind of all over the place, but it's very much a junior and senior uh, and a novice level golf course that, um, you know, people come out there to go ahead and challenge their short game, uh, get um, get some practice on, on uh, both the irons and the wedges and the putters. Uh, you mentioned that, yeah, the greens are very challenging. There are lots of undulations, lots of slope to them, so they're, um, they're cut a little bit higher because of the novice golfer, the junior golfer. The, the they are cut a little bit higher to go ahead and slow them down. Um, if we if we put a stint out there, they I, I wouldn't even venture a guess what they're running right now, but they're considerably slower than they are across the street. That's for sure. So then let's get into your. Walter, I lost you. Hello. Oh, sorry. The, um, wow, there you are. Well, I, I had lost you for a, a brief moment there. Okay, no worries. Uh, can you talk yeah. a little bit about the Glenview Park Golf Club and the renovation and what precipitated that? Yeah, so <clears throat> Glenview Park Golf Club is has been currently all 18 holes were renovated. We, we shut down the course last year on July 7th. Um, Rick Jacobson uh, had worked with the Park District beginning back in, in 2011 to go ahead and, and develop a master plan for the golf course that was in desperate need of updating. Again, the last last time we had done anything major to the course was in 90, er, excuse me, 1983. Um, and, and, you know, we approached Rick and said, hey, you know, if money were ever become available, you know, we'd, we'd want to do something. Well, um, you know, 2014, July 7th of 2014, everything became a reality. Lots of lots of behind-the-scenes work that went into that prior to there. Uh, but uh, Wadsworth Construction started on July 7th, and essentially what happened is, uh, you know, every everything got regrassed. Tees, greens, fairways, everything was regrassed and uh, just regraded to go ahead and promote positive drainage on all the holes and really improve the drainage we had been we had been suffering from uh, the washboard effect, as we called it, on some of the fairways where, uh, you know, you would, you would either water, you'd get rain, and the, there'd be depressional areas where water would sit. And as we all know, uh, you know, grass doesn't grow underneath water, and then it, the, the turf would get degraded, and, and we'd lose turf. And then as soon as we try to rebuild it, then it would rain again and wash the seed away. So. We needed we needed everything to flow and everything to drain real good. So that was that was one of the uh, that was one of the major effects of what Jacobson was trying to do. Uh, we repositioned and uh, kind of redefined every single bunker that was on the course. Uh, everything got more strategically placed uh, on on and around the green, as well as your target bunkers in the middle of the fairway. 
In addition to doing that, Rick is known for one of his design features is to make sure that everything's kind of flared up so you can see everything. So the, so the hole sets up as you're standing at the tee, the hole sets up and looks real nice and you can see uh, what, what you're up against. You know, he, he's always, he's told us, you know, you need to be, you need, you need to give the course some bite, but you need to be fair to the golfer to know what they're in against. Um, you know, just, just for example, we're out today looking at some things and we're standing on the seventh tee box, um, looking, looking down the hole and there's, there's a bunker that never existed there before that as you're standing there, you're like, you know, you kind of have an aha moment where you're like, yeah, that, that's where he wants us to aim. That's, that's where he wants us to put that first shot. Um, in addition to, you know, the bunkers all got the, um, all new drainage. We, we lined many of the faces of the bunkers to go ahead and hold that sand up on the face of the bunker to go ahead and reduce any, uh, after like major rain events and stuff like that, reduce the need to go ahead and push the, the sand back up on the face and restore the bunkers. Uh, but they're all, they're all draining uh, much better, even with some of the rain events that we've had. Um, the, uh, the turf that was chosen, um, you know, we did a lot of research turf that was chosen for the fairways and greens is a, is a mixture of, of both uh, pure formats and uh, pure distinction. And I'd, I'd have to get with our golf course architect, but I know, I know the fairway grass is a blend between the crystal blue links, the pen links, and the pen eagle. And then the pure distinction is, is, a, is a turf that's been a lot of research done here in the Midwest. It's a finer it's a finer blade, but a much sturdier uh, strand of turf grass that is uh, going to be more tolerant to the conditions, the weather conditions that we experience here in the Midwest. Based on his resume with work being done at North Shore Country Club, at Sportsman's, at Annisberger, it seems pretty obvious that Rick Jacobson would be the right choice. How, how did you kind of come across and say, you know, we're going to go with Rick on this project? We were, uh, you know, we were real happy. He he designed the Glenview National Nine, and, and our experience working with him at Glenview National Nine was was nothing but a positive one. Um, and and what what Rick was real proud of uh, through this whole project is that growing up in Glenview, he played the Glenview Park Golf Club as a kid. So he had a little bit of heart, extra heart and soul poured into this project as his childhood course, um, and we we knew from the beginning that it was going to be a good fit. So what's been the status of the um, the renovation? Where are you at, and uh, where's the course at? Well, the course is coming together really nicely. Uh, the the tees, fairways, and greens. If you if you look at them from a distance, in many locations, the course looks very playable right now. Uh, you get up on them uh, and get a little closer, and they're still they're still thin. Uh, so we just we just need some time. We need days like today that are just absolutely gorgeous out to go ahead and promote some additional growth and get them thicker and fuller. Um, the areas that we're still working on are, uh, from a restoration standpoint, are areas around the cart path, uh, areas in the rough, and kind of. Hall roads and, and areas of disturbance that weren't necessarily needing to be renovated, but they were they were disturbed as part of the construction project and weren't really restored till very late late in the project or even actually earlier this spring. So um, while they're while I'm calling them non-playable areas, um, I should qualify that and say your ball shouldn't be there. But we know <laughs> we know with golfers that you know everybody's going to hit a stray shot from time to time, and we want to give them the best experience and have uh, and have quality turf as much quality turf as we can when we reopen. So then what, what will be the overall uh, growing uh, time frame? Like typically, what, what were you trying to say, we need like such and such amount of months for this to grow out? Well, 
from what what our hope is right now is is we are giving ourselves uh, about 12 weeks, and we we kind of started the counter. I I want to say you know mid April. I, I without a calendar in front of me. Our, we're still shooting for a mid-July open. We, we haven't put a finger on any one specific date yet. Um, when I say mid-July, could it, could it be the 11th? Sure. Could it be the 20th? Sure. Uh, we just we want to see what Mother Nature continues to do over the next five, six weeks and to see if we get, you know, better, you know, more, more growth, thicker growth, thicker grow in. And at that point, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and continue to monitor. I mean, we're monitoring it every day. Um, but we, you know, we, when the, when the project first started, I'll be the first to tell you, I think we were a little ambitious and said we could be open, you know, middle of middle of May, uh, early June. Uh, but that's also if we would have had everything planted in August last year. <laughs> that, that didn't happen. Uh, and that's, I think that's wishful thinking. But um, everybody can dream when you're, when you're setting off to do this thing and, and you think of the revenue implications that, gosh, you're going to be closed for this long, you're not going to have anything coming in. But um, I think reality is set in, and, and uh, at least for right now, we think mid-July is is a, a pretty good chance. But again, we're, we're pretty non-committal to that just yet until uh, we see a couple more weeks go by for sure. You mentioned a little bit of the history of Glenview and Glenview Golf, and it's always been sort of a hotbed. You know, you've had a, a tremendous amount of courses built. North Shore Country Club built in 1903, and it's just started from there. What's your? What would you like to see Glenview Golf in 2015 and in the next five to ten years? What's your goal? What? Would, how would you like to see it uh, kind of evolve? I, you know, I, I'd like to see more youngsters coming back into the game. Um, we we know as an industry, golf is really struggling to go ahead and attract younger younger players and keep them. Uh, I, I think the attraction for the younger folks has, has changed a little bit and I'd I'd really love to see us go ahead and get the younger player back in and uh, you know get those folks who, who want to try the game uh, get them get them kind of hooked on the fun of it and, and get them back into the game and get them playing more often uh, I, I think that's just industry-wide everybody's doing that but but more importantly we just you know we we know that over the last several years the the course conditions as a as a result of just simple age at at Glenview were or deteriorating, so our most immediate goal is to go back and and show everybody, hey, uh, we've we've done a nice job here. We want you to come back. We want you to enjoy this facility. It's it's here for the residents of Glenview, most most specifically, but it's also here for you know our surrounding neighbors to come and enjoy. And uh, we want to we want to give them a great value and a great golf course uh, right right here in their own backyard. So then the final question, and I always ask this question, and I, I'd like to hear your perspective because I'll, I'll bet it's unique, but w outside of your two courses, what are your couple of your favorite courses in the Chicagoland area, golf courses that you kind of respect and admire? Oh, gosh, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, well, my, my favorite golf course ever is, is the plantation course at Kapalua, but that that's uh, that's a couple thousand miles away in Hawaii, so I guess <laughs> sure. that doesn't count. Huh? Um, I, I've had the opportunity to play there a couple times, and it's wonderful. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, private clubs count. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I I've had the pleasure of playing North Shore uh, on a number of occasions, and I I really like playing North Shore. Number one, because it's close by here, but. You know, every time I've been to North Shore, it's just 
you know, just beautifully, uh, beautifully maintained. Uh, Danny Dinelli, the golf course superintendent, we, we know him really well. We work closely with him. Um, just does a fantastic job. Uh, and, the, and the course is always just in, in great shape. So I, 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 I always enjoy going over there. Um, it, to me, uh, when I, when I play it, I don't play, I don't, play particularly well over there because it's a little bit tougher than Grand View Park, but I don't play particularly bad either. I always, I always seem to come out unscathed with the partners I'm with. So uh, I, I would say North Shore is one that I, I admire in the, in the immediate area. Um, and then, you know, if I can nominate my own course, I love always going over and playing Prairie Club. I, I just mm-hmm. just enjoy going over and bringing, uh, bringing new folks over there to to show to showcase the facility and how well it's maintained and and how easy how easy it can play for a beginner uh, from the forward tees so uh, those those have got to be my two favorites. This has been the Chicago Golf Report podcast. Visit ChicagoGolfReport.com right now for exclusive discount offers, Chicago golf news, and in-depth event listings.